This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hail cheaters and welcome to the Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon and I'm also here with a special guest. First time in, I don't know, like seven months, Brandon, something like that. Not since you were on your, your short-lived paternity leave, Josh. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I took less time for fantasy podcast paternity leave than I took for actual work paternity leave. Uh, <laughs> it really shows where my priorities are, doesn't it? This is the point in the podcast, Josh, where you <laughs> ask me how I'm doing. And uh, and it's not important how I'm doing, Josh, because we have a guest. <laughs> what's important is how Dave Wagner Lodal is doing. Dave, welcome to the podcast. Hey, old cheaters. First time, long time. Um, humbled to be on. Uh, just don't want to break up your guys' great rapport. But I do have one uh, point. If I was listening to this podcast, it needs another a liberal white male elite in the I-95 corridor. So we're happy to up your <laughs> yeah. quota there. That's if true. this we podcast have, weren't American enough already, it just got it just got fifty percent more American. Dave took the Acela Quiet card down to see us and uh, <laughs> record this podcast. Uh, you, no, can't, Dave, you can't listen to always cheating on the Quiet card because you have such a good time. You start laughing, having a good time. Oh, straight to the dining car for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so Dave is uh, our, he's actually a co-host with us this week. Uh, we're not we're not we're just going to jump right into everything that's going on because it's such a. Uh, you know, such a such a massive week, uh, tons of planning, tons to think about. But but Dave, I, I wanted to just uh, say a couple things about you. Uh, I think you, you've been listening to the podcast for uh, about two years. Is that right? Since the beginning? Yep. yep. There about. Um, and how long have you been playing fantasy? Uh, how long have you been a fantasy Premier League uh, master? Oh, uh, maybe the first time I played was 2011. Uh, okay. Sort of half season. You know, had to lick my wounds, uh, collect more people into a mini league um but it, so i had to uh regroup get my mini league together so i'll give a shout out to the international super bowl cup especially tim drace randy all those guys what's up um so we've been <laughs> playing that league for about two three years three years now um and more seriously and we were talking to dave a little bit before the podcast about just just how much fun it is to have a mini league it's just it really 
if, if you have a good mini league where people are actually paying attention and participating, um, it just makes uh, it kind of doesn't matter how well you're doing overall. It just matters what's happening within that league. And um, so you can be having kind of a bad season, but you can still sort of find things to, to care about. Absolutely. I mean, Thank you, Brad. Uh, <laughs> I, I could do nothing but uh, agree with you on that one, Josh. And we have a couple questions coming up from listeners about what do you do if you're in a mini league at this point in the season? And, and basically, that's all you have left to play for. Um, but, 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 Brandon, before we get there, I just want to say that Dave is on the podcast. Uh, both he's a, he's a longtime uh, friend of the pod, but he's also uh, the winner of the Patreon uh, knockout league and he was uh, neck and neck with Shane Deere for like what felt like 13 weeks or so everyone else has gone it was just you two going head to head forever it seemed like and he kept asking me who I'm picking I'm like I'm not going to tell you man <laughs> <laughs> that's very cheeky <laughs> well he was I was like I, I kind of want to play this dude <laughs> <laughs> you, you want to get on that pod you know you wanted, you yeah, wanted the pod yeah. it's, seriously it was, a, it was a big deal No, it's, that's what was the game. matchup that ultimately won it for you Dave I don't remember I, I remember like I, was, I had like still had like Liverpool and I had saved a couple and he had nothing and I was just like dude you're going down this next week or two <laughs> I, I got you now in my trap but uh, we were talking before the pod just congratulating Josh of course on his new baby and just how uh, how life can get in the way of fantasy Premier League and such is, is annoying sometimes but for some reason, when we started that game, I had like a lot of free time and I spent way, way too much time like researching and building Excel sheets and models. So I wicked nerded out on that. I'm happy to have won it. But wait, wait you, Dave, you yeah. built models. So what yeah. goes into that? Uh, well, like with that kind of game, it's sort of like a solvable game, you know, like whereas mm-hmm. fancy Premier League, there's like too many variables and it's like roulette kind of. But that game's sort of solvable because if you put in like inputs and First of all, I built a model for like win, lose, draw for the rest of the season for all the teams and all the matchups before realizing that 538 already did that. But anyways, <laughs> uh, but the other thing is if you put in some probabilities and guess what other people are going to pick, you can make picks that have a higher expected value um, based on sort of going against the grain, if you will but picking teams that you think will still win. So I spent way too much time on it, long story short. So I, it was fun, but I could never do it again. <laughs> yep. Well, we're going we're, we're gonna to do it again uh, come uh, fall 2017. So uh, if, if it sounds like fun, uh, I don't think you need to create spreadsheets to do it, but uh, I think it will probably help given that it helped for, uh, for Dave. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating and uh, check, us, check us out there. I feel like I talked over the most important part there, patreon.com slash always cheating. Every every little penny <laughs> helps, Josh. This is this is this is so sad. Let, let's get let's get into the podcast. Let's do it. Game week thirty five was a strange one. I ended up on fifty points, which I guess is okay. It's kinda like a treading water score. I think it's my first red arrow in like maybe nine or ten weeks. And uh, I lost uh, my head to head for the always cheating playoffs, my personal playoffs in our mini league. And I lost it because it took Eric Bailly over one full minute to walk like half the pitch uh, when he went off injured. And if, if he had gotten <laughs> off that pitch before the 60th minute, I would have I would have been in the playoffs uh, because it took him 13 seconds. I was out uh, and he got his clean sheet. I lost my De Gea clean sheet with the Gilby stick. So I really could blame Wayne Rooney for his insane foul. Uh, and the edge of the box. You could tell the the reaction of Wayne Rooney after he committed that foul. He realized, oh no, they have Gilfie Sigurdsson on their team. 
Because I may have just conceded a goal. Yeah, it was a great reminder that Wayne Rooney doesn't play anymore for Man United. <laughs> but how insane! I mean, there's there there are fewer fantasy implications here. But how insane was that whole interaction between Ander Herrera and David De Gea? I mean, Dave, were you watching this game? Did you see this free kick and Ander Herrera went back to the goal line and he was sent back up to the wall? Mass confusion. Yeah, I was watching the game on mute, sort of half asleep, uh, and it was. I was like, "What? What?" I was like, "Am I like reversing it?" It was like a stupor. And I was like, "What? Yeah. The, what is going on there?" So you, you rarely see a, a professional team panic in that way. Like they, Man United, were just really, really panicking. It was strange, strange to watch it unfold. Wait, can I do my Roger Bennett impression real quick? Let's hear oh, it. Please do. And yeah. Then in the 79th minute, Gilfie Sigerson lines up. A crossing free kick with the same veracity, strength, and dexterity of an Anthony Joshua uppercut to Vladimir Klitschko. <laughs> my, my nipples are tingling, Dave. <laughs> oh, okay, so so yeah, the whole the whole thing with Eric Bailly was was such drama on FPL Twitter in particular. Like, is he going to get the six points? Is he not? When it was confirmed, it was almost like. We got the number one draft pick in the NFL draft. It's amazing. I didn't realize how many people even had Eric Bailly. I, I thought it was. I thought everyone was in the Valencia camp, and then you had some some daily blend people. But yeah, Bailly was really, uh, yeah. yeah. I think Bailly was a great pickup for game week thirty four, and I think a number of people sort of under the radar at that. And hey, Bailly for for me, hands down, is the best center back that United have uh, in their squad. I mean, there was, I guess Phil Jones, when he is like 100% fit, uh, is a really smart center back. But Bailly, for my my money, he's the best. Yeah, I mean, he is the one guy who's still playing, right? I mean, like like the one, like he's the one consistent option on that team. Uh, You know, even Antonio Valencia was kind of the the more um, reliable uh, fullback uh, or, or the more reliable defender. You know, obviously he's a fullback and not a center back. Uh, his kind of, I guess he's just being rested, right? It's not that he's lost his spot. It's just that Brady is trying to save him for the the semifinals of the Europa League and, and some of the other big matches, right? I mean, the defense is in tatters at United, and I think they have to, Mourinho has to be really sweating in the Europa League. And as we'll talk about this uh, when we look at game week 36 fixtures, how Arsenal match up against United going into Sunday, because Manchester United will be playing their first leg of the Europa League on Thursday night, and they're going to be a pretty thin squad coming out of um, that game. I know, yeah. I mean, what? so, okay, Dave, do you have any Man United players? Are you planning to bring anyone in for the the, the game week 37 double? Uh, yeah, well, I got I got double defense Valencia by you right now. Um, okay. I don't, I'm not sure about any attacking. I mean, what what would you really go for there it's it's pretty pretty rough i mean i guess we'll talk about that coming up but we're not talking we're not done talking about game week 35 yet dave how'd you do <laughs> oh i had a good week i had a, a final score of 69 hashtag nice uh <laughs> green arrows now i'm at seventeen thousand overall so wow very happy yeah what what drove you to um 69 i mean who, who was your captain this game week uh kane i've been i've been riding that kane train um <laughs> i had i have king uh of course on my team but i've uh, sort of he's been my uh, saving grace this season i got on him really early before that giant haul and that's pretty much the luck that's gotten me to to a pretty good point in the in the rankings so 
Josh and I were in the bar on Saturday morning watching the uh, the fixtures of shame, the two goals and four fixtures, and I had played Pickford in goal with the hope that they could they could actually try to stave off relegation for their fans, for their five home fans, and uh, he almost had it, and then Joshua King scores that goal because John O'Shea could just couldn't figure out what to do with his feet, and. Josh and I shared this moment of, by God, how have we gone this whole time without Joshua King? He's just, he's been one of those perfect FPL assets mm-hmm. that somehow Josh and I have not gotten on board with. And yeah, what, do, you, do, you feel, do you feel like you, you have the tenacity as a manager to get on board with a Josh King in midway through that run? To, uh, and if you mean if I didn't get him early, would I have picked him yeah, up? Yeah, like you, you were saying you kind of lucked into Josh King. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think as part of the psychology of this game, it's you do have to sort of lick your wounds and just pick up a guy if he's killing you. I mean, like, if you're going to break the game, like or like Ali did last year, Ali, uh, just in terms of a guy who's just scoring way beyond his points or his cost, you got to pick him up and reorganize your team. I, I think sometimes I, I, I take the concept of the, the you know the gambler's fallacy uh, a little a little too far. You know, I, I think well, you know, like. This guy has never been a real performer in his career, and uh, you know, just because he's been scoring doesn't mean that he's um, like it's, it's not gonna it's not gonna it's not gonna last, you know. Um, like it's like he's he's not hot. It's just like it's just a it's just a blip, and it's gonna go away. Um, and uh, so I'm like, I don't I, mean, I don't want any part of that. And uh, I mean, I guess the gambler's fallacy is actually kind of the reverse, which is that you think that uh, it's gonna flip, right? Um, oh, don't get me wrong. I'm never going to captain a guy who would cost $6 million. I'm like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was surprised Josh King didn't make it higher in the captaincy polls heading into this game week. But uh, it's, uh, okay, it's just to echo Josh, I also had a 50-point game week, and uh, it was a red arrow blah week for me. My transfer was um, I dropped uh, Darun, Martin Darun, star of game week 34 for Leroy Sané. And uh, I guess I feel lucky getting three points from Sané, given that he started on the bench, ended up with a yellow card. Yeah, and Brennan, you left. Uh, yeah, you left some some points on the bench this game week, sadly. Yeah, so I was like many people. I had Negredo in for Dave. Did you have Negredo last week for the no, double? No, I don't. <laughs> I was looking at him for so long. Everyone's like, oh, Negredo, Negredo, like on the message boards and everything. And I was looking at the stats in Middlesbrough, and I'm like, you know, like the beautiful mind, you know, animated gift. I'm like, what What do people see in this guy? And I, I just never touched him. Okay, so Dave, Dave just explained why he's ranked 17,000 uh, in the world. He's much higher than either me or Josh. He figured it out. But, uh, yeah, I decided that I'd rather take a punt in my midfield with that um, with that city Middlesburger game as a, uh, as opposed to swapping. The popular move was drop Negredo and bring in uh, Gabby Adini, which is what you did, Josh. And it's a, it's a, it's a good week for it was good for week for a punt right because you're you're about to play your game week thirty six wild card yeah my wild card is live like many like most of our listeners out there I'm guessing yeah so we're gonna we're gonna get to that in a second uh, I I don't have a wild card which creates some uh, interesting problems for me so let's um let's get right into it uh, but first we have a question from Dave Aston who said uh, who cheaters had the worst haircut this weekend. Wow, man, this is like being on the stock market floor. The, the the worst haircut sort of changes like minute to minute. People like throwing tickets on the floor like, buy, sell. 
Um, I'm going to go with George Boyd. Um, <laughs> we, we were scrutinizing the Burnley Crystal Palace game, and I'm just done with George Boyd's whole headband, uh, hiding whatever Boy George thing. He's I mean, got technically, going on it's, under there. technically, it's not even a haircut, right? Because it seems like he just doesn't cut it. It just goes. <laughs> it, is, it is a non-cut, but I, I kind of take haircut to mean just, like, situation on top of your head. And, uh, you know, George, listen, I, I can sympathize. If you've got, if, if you're balding, just let it go, man. I mean, the, what you looked at, look to Pablo Zabaleta. That is what you can do. I mean, granted, Pab- Pablo Zabaleta is like... I could talk about him for for hours. He's so chiseled. He's a really good-looking man. <laughs> He's got that Mark Strong sort of bald head. He does have uh, a Mark Strong look. As we, as we I, don't, I don't think that George Boyd could pull it off. But there is another way. All right. Well, I, I, any, I, I will jump in here. Obviously, Hector Bayerin is the correct answer here. Uh, Arsenal's... Uh, I mean, do you, do you guys think it's a good strategy for Arsenal to put their most talented player uh, on the bench, or is that is that like? Oh, a absolutely. New, no, yeah, I, I think that's, that's the that's smart, smart move. Yeah. yeah, when you when so you too. start a phrase, do you think it's a good strategy for Arsenal to fill in the blank? Uh, I, right. You could go I, anywhere with that one. Well, Any, I mean, I was looking at the running order, and I see there was a tweet about you know just a step on our show order, but like Josh King going to a bigger club, can he perform? It's like, well, you know, if you're going to Arsenal, then no. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. I, although I would, I mean, Josh King could certainly do what, you know, he could do more than, uh, uh, I don't know. More uh, than what like Aaron Ramsey is doing this yeah, season. Yeah, Ramsey or, or the Ox for that matter. I mean, uh, I do have a soft spot for Alex Oxlade Chamberlain. I feel like he's been one of the few players in that squad that's really put forth some effort. And yeah, he hustles. Yeah. He, he does hustle. Yeah, I, I mean, I. It's as, yeah. It's really it's more of a fantasy problem, gentlemen. I, I, we're we're not in the world of reality here, where <laughs> where yeah. Okay. Point, 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 point. These are real haircuts <laughs> we're talking about. Yes, not to drag it on though. But doesn't Bellerin get some extra points for ditching the cornrows and just going for the samurai ponytail? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. I, I just his whole thing right now. He's just got a he's got a Mark Strong at Brandon. He's got to go full Mark Strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, even if you have a beautiful full head of hair, go Mark Strong. <laughs> yeah, we are actually we're, we're all, all three of us are shaving our heads in solidarity tonight <laughs> yeah. to try to, to try to compel uh, Baron to join us. Hail Cheaters Super League. Let's move on. Okay, yeah, we've uh, we've got uh, the updated top ten from. Game week 35. Josh, should I start from 10, work my way up? Yeah, why don't you do uh, 10 through 6, and then we'll have Dave do 5 through 1. Oh, wow. It's like we're on uh, the Late Show with David Letterman. We have a (laughs) guest person for the top 10. Are you up for it, Dave? Absolutely. I get to butcher everyone's names. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, this is, this well, welcome to our lives, Dave. All right. At 10th place, it's Akuna Wanmata, Eddie Pereo, 71 points on the game week. Ninth place, it's Abdullah Al-Mamun with 57. Eighth place, King Kings Mings. Did I get that right? I need to do an Apple Plus on my on my spreadsheet here. All right, Kinging Mings, Darren, Darren Anthony Hay with 49 points. A rather soft score, but he ekes into the top 10. I think that's a new entry. Yep, I think so, it is. Yeah, seventh place, Tom Hall's League Cup champion. And in sixth place, it's Pachatino tracksuit, Philip Anthony's team, scoring 58 points on the game week. Take it away, Dave. And then falling to number five, we have Lauro Jake Conyard. Number four, Rio Mori, the 11th, Ji Ming Tan. Number three, eat the Kapui, Patrick Connolly. 
I don't even know how to pronounce Kapu's name. I, I should not pronounce <laughs> None of us do. <laughs> uh, number two, Cesspoom, Cesar Rodarte. Rodarte. Um, and then number one, the indomitable bricklayers, Anders FK. He got rid so of the FC. It's just, it's just bricklayers now. He's, he's rebranded. <laughs> yeah. It's like A he's moving. He's, moving. <laughs> he's not playing in the MLS where it's all Real and FC, everything. <laughs> right, so we can right. feel better about our league. And uh, I that's see, great. I think I saw Anders. Anders FK is uh, two sixty six overall in the world. Well done, Anders. All right, let's take a quick break and let's get right into game week thirty six Q and A. Same old podcast, always shaving. Uh, all right, we're back. We've shaved our heads and we're about to give some general advice. Okay, so we're breaking up game week thirty six into. I guess it's sort of three different categories. First one is general advice. Uh, second uh, second category are uh, double game week players. And then finally, uh, we talk about Jesus, um, as as every good podcast should. It's uh, just like that TLC <laughs> song, Let's Talk About Sex, but instead of sex, it's Jesus. So. And that's actually what they did in my church choir, so it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Brandon, why don't you read the first question? All right. First question comes from Sebastian Stramunch. Uh, I see why you threw the first question to me, Josh. All right. Sebastian on uh, on Twitter or Facebook asks, at this point in the season, most of us are either protecting a lead or chasing someone who does. What kind of advice would you give to managers who are chasing? And what advice do you give to those who are leading in their mini leagues? Uh, Dave, you want to you want to take this one? You want to start? Yeah, I, I got some advice because I'm lucky to be leading in a couple of mini leagues and um, really hoping to play a very cynical game and, and protect that lead. So my advice yeah. is to log, Good man. In, yeah, log into the site, uh, click on that transfers, and then sort by transfers in round and just add all those guys. <laughs> yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense because you're basically you're mining the moves that all your opponents below you are making, right? Absolutely. Just pick right. the best guys. Pick a, pick the guys that all everyone's picking, you, and you'll do fine. So thought, yeah, that that yeah. that's the easier half of the question, right? How to protect a lead? Yeah, you just take the heavy hitters that you don't have, but people below you do, and and you cut them off at the pass. But the harder question is, what do you do if you're chasing? And this I have, this is where the men and women are separated from the boys and the girls. I. I have some advice here, and it's okay. So it's it's not just okay. So like like Dave said, when when you're in the lead, it's just all about feel. You don't have to think about anything but feeling the best eleven, right? It's just the best team you can put out there. There's no need to get crazy. There's no need to make take any risks. Just whoever the you know the most captain player is in the fantasy football scout poll or whatever. Just that's probably the guy that you want to be captain this game week. Um, but when you're below, it's not just about having a good game week. You need people above you to have bad game weeks. So it's 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 out of your hand a little bit. So you can't just focus on having the most points. You have to focus on picking people who are slightly riskier because they are not, they're not going to be captain by the people above you. And then you have to get lucky. And I don't think you can just field your best possible 11. I think if you really want to win... Um, I mean, if, if all you care about is getting in second or third, and if, you have, if you're in a money league or something, it's a different strategy. But if you really want to win the whole thing, I think you have to um, take a big risk. It might drop you a few more spots, but if it works out, it could you know, catapult you into first. And the risks you can take are kind of limitless, given the uh, two double game weeks in a row in 36 and 37. So the mini league is it, it, it's really all up for grabs yeah. still, even if you're... All right, so. I mean, what the captain, is, the captain is the dilemma. Uh, what, say that again, Brendan. Sorry. What, what is a gap that's too big? Do you think? If you're if you're trailing your mini league leader by 100 points, 
That's too big. It's too big. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. I think okay. you could make a- a- hashtag asking for a friend. I think with <laughs> with triple captain and bench boost, you could definitely make up fifty. Yeah. Okay. Fifty. What's your uh, lead, Dave? What are you protecting? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, in the one league, I'm up pretty well. Sorry, Tim. Uh, the other one is more like thirty or forty, so it's very much in the air right now. Yeah, you know, fifty. So I feel pretty good, but yeah, a, a bench boost. Um, if he's chasing, and if you're chasing and you don't have Wayne Rooney on your team, then you know why are you even playing? You know, you gotta you gotta go for it. So you gotta you gotta run with Rimpig, right? <laughs> take as far as that pig will take you. Okay, so this, this real quick on this topic, this is something that I saw brought up on the FPL Reddit uh, board. Dave, you're talking about the cynical approach, and you there will be some haters out there. Like mm-hmm. if you're the league leader and you're just matching your the people under you move for move, people will hate on you for that. How do you justify not sort of playing the game in a I, I don't know how to put it like a like a true or um, sort of uh, sporting fashion honorable or if you want yeah um, yeah honorable i guess well, is the word i'm looking for well to be honest i didn't look i didn't really look that much at other teams when when i was playing the last five ten weeks or, or whatever it's just sort of playing what i thought to be the best game playing the right way if you will but right. i mean we're all wild wild carding now so it's it, that's what i'm saying in terms of advice of the wild card you know it's you don't know who they're bringing in, so just bring in. You know, don't try to reinvent the wheel. You know, yeah. <laughs> bring in the best players. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's true. Even if even if you're even if you're behind, I mean, it's not like you can just you know pass on. I don't know. You know, Hazard and Kane and and whomever. I mean, you still have to have most of those players, but you know, you can you know you can captain the right person. If you if you start your triple captain, that to me is the best way to make up ground. I mean, if you take a risk and triple captain. Someone like Diego Costa in Game Week 37, who I don't think is going to be... I mean, he might... I mean, I'm sure he'll be in the top five most captained, at least among active teams, but I don't think he's going to be the number one or number two option that Game Week. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure Hazard will beat him. Uh, possibly Harry Kane. Yeah, uh, possibly right. Alexis Sanchez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll ride on Sanchez's form. I, I feel like we probably will have about 40 questions left in this podcast all about Alexis Sanchez. <laughs> oh. so, TJ, TJ Crane, uh, it's a question for you. Uh, Dave, are you wild carding this week too? Yeah, I'm active okay. right now. Great. Dave, and, and, and just so all the cards are on the table, Dave, do you still have your triple captain? I do not. Okay. Did you play it on Sergio Aguero when I played? I did. Okay. Yeah, I, Dave's my man. I still have my triple captain. It's the one, it's, it, it helps make up a little bit for me not having my wild card this game week. Uh, so TJ Crane says, uh, players we need to bring in this week, if you still have your wild card left, uh, just so that this doesn't go on forever, let's see if you guys can come. T- and I'll, I'll, I'm going to I'm going to hang back on this one. Uh, and let's see if you guys come up with five players that you want to bring in this week. If you still have your wild card left. I don't know if that's too many, but uh, Start off, is there a consensus five here? Uh, OK, yeah, well, I think we can come to a consensus here, Dave. I think you've got to go um, with South. It's all Arsenal and Southampton, right, for for game week 36. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're if you don't have bring in Yoshida or Jack Stevens, price dependent. Mm-hmm. I think Yoshida would probably probably be preferable. He's a little more dangerous on set pieces. So I'll go Yoshida and Gabby Adini from Southampton. And you're probably struggling with this right now on your wild card, Dave, as I am. Um, I am 
oscillating between Sanchez, Alexis Sanchez and Ozil. Now, with the caveat that I know in the last couple of podcasts, I've said Alexis Sanchez with the bullet first in my uh, wild card. But it's a little bit like trying to move that piece of furniture around a corner that just won't fit around the corner. And uh, okay, so I'm going uh, Yoshida, Gabby Adini, um, Peter Cech. Hmm, interesting. Let's say let's say Alexis Sanchez, and who's the fifth? I mean, and who do you disagree with, Dave? I don't disagree. With, I mean, Kane, King, uh, Caballero, um, and then probably one of Jesus, Jesus, and Aguero. Um, right. Oh, so you're you you would suggest building towards a game weight thirty seven as yeah, opposed to yeah. just thirty six. Yeah. What's what, what's the most number of Arsenal and Southampton players you guys plan to have coming out of your wild card? The highest number. Right now, I have five in my wild card team. Yeah, I think five is the right number because, like, like you said, Brent, one of Yoshida's demons, you don't need both. I mean, unless you're going uber cheap for some crazy reason. One of those is fine. Gabby Dini is fine. You probably want to save one for maybe Ward Prowse if you want a budget guy or sure. Tadich if you're just a masochist or something. And then, yeah, yeah, you're you're total a ma- you're totally a masochist. And then um, and then I like Czech as well. I'm looking looking at him because in the last pod you went over the dearth of Arsenal defense. And then well, I mean, yes, could, could, just also, yeah, five. Being Koscielny is is sort of back in the lineup, and Koscielny is dangerous offensively. But I just, Peter Cech is, I think, better value uh, at his price, and we're going to need all that money. And it's just a I lot of teams. I mean, for, and yeah, Cech's your best ticket to that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's true. He's probably going to play all four. Um, yeah, it's not a, it's not a fun time. Uh, if you're if you're like me and you have one move to make, uh, I really or, or possibly I mean I, I guess theoretically I could burn you know four or eight or something like that. But uh, I currently have I have I have Alexis, I have Jack Stevens, uh, and I have uh, Gabby Adidi. So I've got three players. Uh, I don't know that I'll be bringing in more than four. Uh, I can't see the value in burning four to bring in an Arsenal defender or a. Um, you know, or another Southampton defender. Uh, or So, I mean, I guess an easy one would be to bring in someone like Nathan Redmond, uh, which is, um, you know, like a bit He's of a... He's a rotation risk. Th- yeah, but so was, so was Prowse, right? I mean, Prowse didn't start yeah. the last game. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, like I just want to flag that. Oh, I, 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 I the, whole, the whole midfield is, I think, Tadich, Redmond, and JWP are, you know... One might be safer than the other, but you have to flag that they're all sort of rotation risks. So he is a rotation risk, but, I mean, he was only rotated in the Chelsea game, and he has started, I think, the other three, six, seven. I mean, seven of the last eight games he started. So, uh, you know, yeah. I think he's, he's he's only a mild rotation risk, but the problem is, I mean, they play Liverpool away and Arsenal at home. I mean, it's not like, I mean, I I, I think they could score in both those matches, but it's not like uh, I expect them to score two or three in, in any of them. Is anyone worried about Gabbiadini uh, being a little out of form and getting subbed pre-60 minutes over the weekend? Yes. Yes, for sure. I mean, okay, so yeah, we're all worried, but he's still a must-have. Well, I mean, I, 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 given that it's a double game week, I think, I think so. I, you know, I mean, especially if you're wildcarding. I mean, you, you could argue that it's no longer worth bringing four to bring in Gabbiadini, which I think I probably would have done, you know, in a different set of circumstances. 
Yeah, I, th- I think that's a fair stance. Gabby Adini is a wild card striker if you're not. Um, so, Dave, I'm interested in, in how you're looking ahead to game week 37. And uh, there are probably more enticing matchups in game week 37. So we just were reviewing the Southampton fixtures than there are in 36. So maybe if you're not on your wild card, just kind of try to ride out the Arsenal-Southampton doubles. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't be sweating that for you, Josh. Yeah, I think you're on the right track there. Yeah, yeah I think I think four is four is about as many as you really need. Uh, I also I don't want to be saddled with those players for Game Week 37. Uh, and I feel like, you know, once you bring in a double Game Week player, it is very hard to bring that player back out with another double Game Week to follow. Uh, and I, I, I can just see myself talking myself into a worse move before Game Week 37 because I don't want to get rid of you know, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain or something like that, even though it's not the best strategy for the 37 doubles. So it's, yeah, it's it's tricky. It is remarkably lucrative for wild carders right now because it could be that Arsenal and Southampton had doubles in 36 and they didn't double in 37. Like, it is, it's so lucky that they both double in 36 and 37. So there's, like, all of the management for 37 can happen going into 36. So... Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's, like, brilliantly lucky. Sam Trafford asked about alternate strategies for those who already burnt their second wild card. Um, I think that – I think we, we've, we've already talked about that a little bit. I actually think we talked about it a lot in last week's podcast. Uh, just, the, you know, hold on to players that have good fixtures in Gaming 37 is really the, the trick. I mean, try to, try to drop players that have um, – that don't have double gaming to come or don't have – uh, quality fixtures, you know, um, if you, I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's, I, I think it really is tricky. I am right now debating what to do with Lukaku before game week 37. I think I'm probably going to dropping him for either Jesus or Costa. And, mm-hmm. uh, I haven't really, I haven't wrapped my head around that one. It kind of depends on, on whether Aguero is like actually injured or just like a little bit injured. Yeah, Lukaku did was not done any favors by a blank against Chelsea. Not that you would expect him definitely to score against Chelsea, but I think a lot of owners are going to get cold feet. I can't, I can't imagine him surviving a single wild card. And Dave, where do you stand on Lukaku? Yeah, I dropped him last week for actually Gabbiadini. So my front line's Aguero, Kane, Gabbiadini right now. I, it was a tough choice because I, it was, if anything, it's because I had a lot of value wrapped up in him. Mm-hmm. So it was sort of like, all right, do I just, you know, cut the cord right now and use that money somewhere else and just get those profits? So yeah, yeah. And another thing is, I, you know, he's not on penalties, is he? Is Bain still playing? Even I don't, I don't know. I just his stats weren't that great. I just didn't want to. I just want. I just want to think about it anymore. I think. Yeah. I just, so you have Aguero, Dave. You're okay. So if anyone has any questions about Aguero's fitness, just at Dave Wagner Lodel <laughs> on Twitter because the Bendinieri, D Wagner. Yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be on Pep Guardiola press conference watch. <laughs> Absolutely, no, I'm I'm a big Aguero guy. If he's like if he's healthy and chance of playing, I'll, I'll try I try to have him. I, I just, what is it? I Six it. goals and seven for him. He hasn't like blown away. He hasn't had a, a quote unquote no. Aguero haul. Uh, no. I, I just like really him. at all this season, but he's still so consistent. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> he's yeah, a good player. Yeah, he's, 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 he's pretty all right. That, that right. actually, that, that was Scott's, Scott Gill's question was, is it time to say bye to Brock Toon and are Arsenal still relevant? Uh, we're getting right into the double gaming section here. What, 
I mean, so Dave, you really think that Aguero's uh, going to survive your wild card? No, probably not. I mean, it's sad. It's just like this is always the thing with Aguero. He's so much money, and you can't have yeah. like that much money in like a game time risk because yeah. it's it, it's just ridiculous. So, so it's going to be I, I next year. He's going to start at like thirteen million. Yeah, <laughs> I do believe that of all of the now there are two. There are still like three game weeks left, but of all of the messages we had received on social media. Scott's just encapsulated this fantasy season more than any else. Is it time <laughs> to say bye to Brock Toon and our arsenal still relevant? Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That's, the, that's the season in a nutshell, right? Yeah. So Brad Bula says uh, triple Sanchez conundrum and manager double game week rotation risk. Ah, that's not even a question, really, but it's 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 a. He's he's freaking out. And, uh, I, you know, I kind of am too, to be honest. I, you know, so I, I saved my triple captain. I mean, I, I knew that. I knew that I was taking a bit of a risk, but, uh, you know, I thought, all right, well, I'm going to have Alexis Sanchez for a double game week. It's a great triple captain. Um, this is back before he stopped, you know, playing and starting to, I don't know, like, I, I guess he's like, I guess he does have to move, right? If he's going to go to Chelsea, he gets to, like, just stay in the same house and uh, everything's everything's fine. So He loves that house, Josh. He loves that house. He has a couple dogs, right? I, I think he, retrievers, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, are you guys planning to captain Alexis Sanchez this game week? Well, I, I guess gosh, if you have this is, yeah, Brennan. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I don't know how to answer this question because, okay, so I was, I've been thinking about Alexis Sanchez a lot, as all of us have. But so if Alexis Sanchez is not in form, but his ownership is really high, I feel like there is an argument to be made that you protect yourself by fo- following the herd on Alexis Sanchez because there's nobody else like him that it could explode. And I mean, say what you will about his form, the threat is still there. And the other, the reverse is if, San- like, say, 400,000 managers dump Alexis Sanchez in the next four days, he becomes this amazing differential if the crowd yeah, moves that's, away that's from not gonna, him. That's not going to happen, though. Not with the, not with the double. I don't think. Yeah, I, yeah, that's true. That is that is sort of uh, not wishful thinking, but it's 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 dreamlike thinking. I think the counter but, to what you're saying, though, is if you don't spend all that money on Alexis Sanchez, you can build a better team. A better team is more points. More points allows you to soften the blow of not having Alexis should he do anything serious. I do agree. My team, my wild card right team, my wild card team right now has Mesut Ozil in it as opposed to Alexis right. Sanchez. Right. Right. And my team, my Ozil team looks markedly better than Sanchez. It's just amazing yeah. how much yeah. that one to two million helped. So that's kind of where I am right now. And so... But then do I captain, do I then stick the armband on Mesut Ozil? The, I think you probably, uh, I think you probably have point. to. What, what do you think? Part. Yeah, no, it's a good point. I mean, I was just looking at the, as I opened up the captain poll, it's so depressing. It's like, <laughs> um, Sanchez. But like we were just talking about, like differential Ozil, I mean, his stats are, underlying stats are as good or better. And Sanchez right now, he's scoring. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're chasing, Ozil might be a good punt. And if you really want to be like set your mini league off and make people really angry, you know, check. Right. Yeah. Check is interesting. <laughs> I mean, what about you've got, uh, you know, you've got Costa and Hazard. They play uh, Middlesbrugger at home. 
Um, you've got Jamie Vardy uh, playing Watford at home. I mean, are there any single game players you guys would consider? No. <laughs> I don't think well, I would either, to be totally honest. I mean, it's I, I, given what we just saw in game week 34, uh, I think it's it's worth considering. Well, I mean, I captain Kane single game week that game week, so I'm, I, I shouldn't yeah. have been so flip, but it, yeah. I don't know, just for this one, eh. Yeah, Hazard maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's tricky. I mean, even Lukaku away to Swansea. I mean, I, I I don't think Swansea's keeping a clean sheet in that game. He's bad away. He is bad away though. True. Yeah, <laughs> if, if Gabbiadini had had done anything, it would be tempting to captain him, possibly even triple captain him. Uh, but that would be that would be based on Gabbiadini's form from game week, you know, twenty six to twenty nine or whatever. Not yeah, not it's like super punt, super punt status right there. Yeah, and. Yeah, the thought of throwing a, a triple captain on that much of a punt is just not gonna. It's not gonna work for me. Now, so, so I think it was maybe Ian Stimson on Twitter mentioned that, you know, it's not a bad idea to hold the triple captain for game week thirty eight, uh, because those games are there. There aren't a lot of clean sheets in game week thirty eight. I mean, I, I captained uh, uh, Olivier Giroud last year when he scored a hat trick. Uh, <laughs> I remember season. that. <laughs> um, so I, I do think that uh, there's an argument made there, but that just feels super risky to me because it's so wildly unpredictable. Yeah, the the yeah. last day of the season is I mean, there could be there could be games that decide relegation or um, or even the league title. Pro- probably not. But it's so risky. Yeah. I mean, you've got Chelsea playing Sunderland at home in game 38. But, you know, if there's seven points ahead going into that game, then maybe. You know, maybe it's like a it's kind of like a B team that starts, or they just don't take. The I have a seriously. I have a prediction. Okay, so if Chelsea have already won the league at that point, what they're going to do is they're going to unfurl a net uh, at the midfield of Stamford Bridge, and they are going to play a game of like soccer ball tennis uh, with with all the teams on either side of the net. It's going to be wonderful for the fans. All the teams. They're the multiple. Are they play multiple teams. More on for soccer tennis. <laughs> no, that, that's I was, my I was prediction. Like, like a net going to, like, to the roof, where it's just like you know parking the bus or something. I was like, that's a good call. Okay, so let's. Okay, okay I, I, before we move on to the double gaming players uh, for gaming thirty six. I mean, it, it really is tricky, as we know. There, there's not a lot to, to work with here. Are there any Arsenal attacking options that you guys would look at beyond Sanchez and Ozil? Does anyone else stand out to you? Or no, you don't need to stand out, but you know it's worth a worth a, a punt. Dave, I'll let you take the softball uh, again. If you're chasing and you don't have a front line that includes Wayne Rooney and Olivier Giroud, you know you're just not having fun. You're just not. Yeah, you're fun. not. You're not playing the right way. <laughs> I mean, not. I mean, not. Not that I would look at in terms of like recommend, but yeah. I mean, Punty, you know, Giroux maybe. But I'm tempted by Giroux. I mean, as someone who could stand to make a punt in game week 36. I mean, he's. I'm worried that he hasn't played uh, consistently or hasn't started consistently. Uh, it's a concern that he has looked like complete garbage uh, the last few game weeks. Uh, that does give me pause. Uh, it would, wouldn't it? It would. I mean, the other, you know, but otherwise, I'm just in a, it's just. A, I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna drop Deli Alley for uh, for Mesut Ozil. That's just. That's just not gonna happen. Uh, I'm not gonna drop Sand. I mean, my my midfield is. It's kind of in a weird spot right now. I mean, I could. I could go really punty with a guy like Oxley Chamberlain or or Aaron Ramsey. But um, God, I mean, the thought of having Aaron Ramsey for two games. I mean, I just. I know how frustrated I would be. 
Can I make a confession to you guys? A really super secret confession just for you and the people listening to Always Cheating? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, go on. Okay, so um, this is a wild card blunder um, that people may talk about many seasons from now. (laughs) So um, I triggered my wild card on Saturday afternoon, and I was just, like, tinkering around, and you... Do you, you, you know that anxiety when you have your wild, you, you can't make your wild card active until you actually like set a full team and make the transfers. And that's when your wild card becomes active. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, I was tinkering, I was tinkering and I just, I couldn't, and I was, I was trying to do Alexis Sanchez, Eden Hazard, Diego Costa, and then still manage to keep Kane and Alonzo and, I was just really struggling, and I said, you know what? I'm going to have to get rid of somebody, and if I think I'm going to get rid of anyone from this squad, mm, you know what? Screw it. Deli Ali, you got to go. Mm. So so I dropped Deli Ali just to trigger my wild card, and I thought, you know what? If if I need him back, I can buy him back. I would, I'm only losing. I bought him at 8.8. He's now at 9.2, so I had lost 0.2 on him. So you see where this is going, right? So further tinkering that's happening during the course of today, I end up with a team that I feel like I'm, I'm pretty happy with, and it turns out that I'm .1 short of bringing mm-hmm. Deli Ali back into my <laughs> team, meaning yep. I could have afforded to keep Deli Ali the whole time. Yep, this is yeah. the most stressful part of the wild card, man. I hate this part. You make this uh, such cynical, dumb transfers on like Saturday. You're just like, all right, this guy's gonna rise, and I might want to keep him, but I can't move him because I have cash value in him. And it's just it, my team right now just looks so stupid. I hate it. <laughs> it just, I have to stare at this for like four days, and then yep. I can actually play with it. It's I. It's a great rant. I. I it's yeah, the worst totally. part of the wild card experience. Here's, here's- Here's the kicker. I brought in Joshua King on the wild card to see him rise by point one on, I think it was Saturday or Sunday night. So I got the price rise out of him, but I can't actually cash it in. Right. <laughs> right. And there's no way, there's no way Josh King is going to rise another point one. He might. Uh, it's, it's possible. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I don't like the FPL statistics site, but it, it's definitely like in the realm of possibility. If it happens, we're in business, baby. But otherwise, <laughs> I have an alternate plan. But I just wanted to get that off my chest, and I feel like it's a safe space. Safe, safe space. Keep King, man. Yeah, I should probably keep King, Brandon. Uh, brings us to our final section of today's podcast. We're going to talk about Jesus for a moment. Uh, Dave from Burnley says, The big question for non-wild carters is, do we rip up our teams for Jesus or not? And then Vlad Bogos says, Has Jesus risen to save the citizens? I have a big question mark on this one because it's all down to Aguero's fitness. Like if, if Aguero is out for a couple of weeks, then I think Jesus is a fantastic pickup, wild card or not, right? They have really tantalizing fixtures in the double, but I, I, I am concerned about the rotation threat there if Aguero remains healthy. I, you're going to tell me that they both play up front together, Aguero and Jesus. <laughs> I, I was going to tell you that. <laughs> I uh, predicted you're, the you're, future. You're a seer, Brandon. <laughs> but despite that, right there, there is still there is still the fact that they they could and probably will get rotated if they're both healthy. 
Okay, what about this? Uh, I, I think Dave's going to say something like, you need one of the two. And uh, I, <laughs> I'm just going to anticipate Dave's comment here. It's almost like we recorded five minutes of this and then it got uh, wiped out by <laughs> an audio problem. Uh, so do you guys think you need one of the two forwards? What about if you don't get, just to throw a little uh, monkey wrench in here, what about if you don't get either of the two forwards, but you get one of... Uh, probably Sané, but Sané or Sterling. Uh, does that does that make up the points you might lose with, with Aguero? Or, I mean, possibly, or but then who's your forwards? Unless you play two up front, which I thought was an interesting idea by you guys last podcast. Who's your three then? I mean, you got one City, and then Kane, and then, you know, Costa would be a nice up front. If you don't yeah. have a City at forward, then you got, what are you looking at, Vardy? Or, you know, Gabbiadini. Well, I'm probably going to be stuck. Someone like me without a wild card, I'm probably going to be stuck with Gabbiadini. Josh, I'm not thinking about you. <laughs> no, that's... But what are you going to do? I mean, are you, are you, are you going to have enough money in your bench? To, are, you, are you planning to burn four before game week 37? I mean, Gabbiadini is not an easy player to turn into even even Jesus, right? He's like a good two million more. Yeah, that is right. a tough one. Right? Yeah. You kind you of back yourself into that. a corner if you want to play Gabbiadini in game week 36. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually that makes me now you're making me stressed out a little bit because yeah, you have to you have to choose one or your team structure is all messed up. Right. Uh, yeah, you can't do a one week punt or you got to take a hit to do a double switch. Yeah, you could conceivably if you if you use one of Dave's famous models that he can build, maybe you can work out a way where you've got Gabbiadini in for game week 36 and there is some sort of a fail safe to burn four and turn Gabbiadini and a midfielder into, say, Jesus or Aguero or, or, or somebody? Well, well, Brandon, I just whipped out my financial calculator, and you can actually leave money in the bank and actually do that transfer for free. That's actually legal. Whoa. Well. Whoa. Yeah. Well, this I want to see free. that cosign. This, this is free money. This is, Dave walks around in a green suit with dollar signs all over it, and he knows how about free money that you guys can get from the government. <laughs> oh, okay. I just, had the, I just had the best idea for a chip next season. The free money chip, where you get an extra ten million dollars for one game week. Ten million is way too much. Uh, no, no, I think it, it's it just couldn't, enough. It, it couldn't be for one game week because then. Uh, I, I don't work. know what. I, listen, listen. No, I haven't thought through the details. Shark. It's like a loan shark. Cause then you're the next week if you're like you gotta yeah. like, drop four guys to like. <laughs> the thing is, you'd probably want to use that in game week one, right? Would you want to like immediately start off with 110 million? How about you could burn um, you could burn thirty five points to then play the chip again? <laughs> How about that? You're talking you're playing the game where the people do like unlimited transfers to win the week every week. Like I think that's like, this is like what they're gonna do when like when the FPL like when the membership starts slipping, they're gonna start adding all these <laughs> hundred point chip. You just get hundred points that game week. <laughs> Uh, okay, okay. I forgot thing, what we were talking okay. about. I love talking about chips. I could happily do a whole podcast on chips. Uh, I just I just enjoy thinking about dumb new chips that they could invent and how to make chips better. I will say I would like next year for there to be some sort of requirement that one of your chips has to be used in the first half of the season or or something. I don't like all this chip hoarding because I feel like there's an imbalance in the overall table as a result of inexperienced managers using their chips early on. You know, serious managers waiting until... I, I feel like it's hard to get a read on where things really are. 
Well, that's the whole point. It's like an NPR game show, and like the only last question is worth the whole game. I've <laughs> yeah. got a wait, wait, don't tell me fan over here. <laughs> no, and it's yeah, it's just it's supposed to keep you interested. I mean, pro tip on the one last thing on the chips before you go. I mean, triple captain. It's only half a captain, guys. I mean, you have 38 captain right. choices. It right. don't stress over half of a captain the whole yeah, team. Yeah, that's that's a, that's that's a good point. It's a good point. It's a great point. Okay, so where did we land on Gabriel Jesus? Uh, are we all in? Are we all out? Or are we waiting for the next Pep press conference? I think I think we're we're it's 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 the signs are hazy right now. I don't think we know quite. I don't <laughs> know what to say about Jesus-y. it. Right? I, mean, it, 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 I don't know whether we can really like talk about the. I mean, just if, if only because of the balancing that Dave was talking about a minute ago. It's very hard to argue forcefully that yes, you need to have Jesus. I guess the argument, and this is one that that is, I think, pretty compelling, uh, especially if I was on a wild card, is just to avoid Gabby Adini altogether and just bring Jesus in right now, and and build your team accordingly. I mean, I'm not sure that Gabby Adini is essential for Game Week 36. Yeah, he very well not not might not be uh, given his current form. I, I can't believe he played the full 90 against the Burger though. Um, Coming back from injury, just played five minutes the week before. Uh, uh, Jesus, in interviews, said, uh, I'm feeling tired coming back from the injury. And everyone was like, ooh, tea leaves. He's he's not going to start next game. Or they're, yeah. I don't even know what well, you make I of it. Well, was their third sub, so maybe they would have taken, taken him off instead. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, strange. He's a weird price, too, like 8.7. Yeah, I hate that yeah, that's, there's no. It's the Giroux price, right? Giroux is always at that price, and it's like impossible to bring him in because it's. Yeah, such a then you're weird. stuck with that. And yeah, you're yeah, yeah you're in that zone with that forward for the rest of the year. That slot, you're just yep. totally yeah. Uh, guys, that those are our questions. Uh, let's take a quick break and let's look ahead to uh, Game Week 36. Same old podcast, always cheating. All right, we're back to talk about Game Week 36. It's our Game Week 36 preview. We're not going to go through fixture by fixture, but uh, it's a good time for us to talk about who our captains are going to be. Less talking about transfers, because Dave and I are on a wild card. But uh, captains and clean sheets. Dave, pull one out of your hat. Guaranteed clean sheet in Game Week 36. Oh, well, I mean, can you pick Arsenal? We'll do one of the two. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Spoken like, a, spoken like a true fellow Peter Czech uh, drafty <laughs> drafter. Yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take uh, Arsenal Southampton maybe or well, that's not. I mean, I'd go I'd flip it. I think yeah. Arsenal, you, not that it matters if you're playing and you, you get one or the other regardless. But I think Arsenal, Man United, Man United coming off of their Europa League fixture on Thursday. Arsenal's at home. I, it's, that's going to be an interesting match. I think the United squad is so threadbare at the moment, and there's so much riding on that Thursday night game. And yet, I, think, I mean, it's they, they have been keeping clean sheets. They have. Well, I mean, you, or, Man United. Or, that, well, it's okay, yeah. so that doesn't mean Arsenal can. It could be a 0-0 zero, no, zero draw. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I, it's, it's a curious one. I'm really interested to see how that game shakes out, and I think this match tells you everything about where you know, how Wenger can get Ars- get his squad to play. Like, if, if Arsenal does not show up for this game, then forget it. 
Done. But what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. How many weeks are we? It means it means they're going to shut it down. They're going to actually shut Arsenal Football Club down for good. I, I think that's already happened. They're going to ceremoniously dim the lights on Arsenal Fan TV, and they're just going to go dark. I legit wonder if Stan Kroenke even knows what's going on. Like if he has any sense that that fans are upset, or I mean, like I, I really wonder how how utterly disengaged he is from from. I mean, spending all his time trying to build that stadium in LA for the NFL. So uh, I mean, and like, and the fans don't. The fans keep showing up at Arsenal, right? I mean, they're, they're, you know, people keep buying. I mean, nothing has changed. There's no reason for him to care, right? When he's busy doing stuff. I mean, and, and he, yeah, exactly. So it's was it a stat on Football Weekly today where they said um, Arsenal's ticket sales they earn in three matches what Sunderland does the entire season. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that was an actual fact. And those are milk cup matches, Brandon. That's not even the uh, Premier League. It's, it's uh, some some Johnston paint paint factory <laughs> or paint Pinch town or whatever. I, I heard I heard Arsenal make as much money on sushi at the game as Burnley does all season on tickets. <laughs> Whoa! Speaking yeah. speaking of uh, Burnley, uh, that's my clean sheet pick of the week. Burnley at home to West Brom. West Brom. Uh, really looked poor uh, when they played Leicester. Uh, well, I mean, you know, part of it was, uh, you know, uh, Macaulay was, was, you know, he was injured. And, you know. <laughs> he was wearing a, a tinfoil hat for half the game. <laughs> it kept falling off. Yeah, the That could have been the worst haircut yeah. of, the, of the game. Do you have a clean sheet, Brennan? Uh, yeah, I'm going to pick a clean sheet right here. <laughs> uh, I pick Spurs. I mean, West, Ham, West Ham's form at home has been terrible all season. I know uh, Billich said he was hopeful that Andy Carroll would be healthy again uh, for this weekend, for this Friday night match. But Spurs are going to be up for it. They're flying. They're going to stroll into that uh, London stadium and keep clean sheet. I'm feeling pretty nervous as a Ben Davies owner right now. I mean, so Danny Rose is back, isn't back, supposed to start for the North London Derby, didn't even make the 18. Okay, uh, I don't know ben, what's going on there. Danny Rose has been allowed to participate in, in what I have read some aspects of first team training, which I, which I have on good authority means he has been spotted in the cafeteria. Okay, that that's it. Because like somewhere, like the Sun or something was like, oh yeah, he is like he's making his return for the North London Derby. Okay, and did he? <laughs> Uh, he did not. Dave, do you, have any, do you have any insight on Ben Davies and Danny Rose? What's going on there? I, I should as a Spurs supporter. I, I really should, but I, I don't. Um, I just don't trust the Sun as a, as a source, typically. So uh, that's my only The Sun has been providing heat to this earth, Dave, for well over four billion years. <laughs> and it will soon expand and consume all of us. <laughs> the you the better fear the Sun. Take. Did they invent hot takes? Is that the Sun? Or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The ultimate hot take, the star, <laughs> the star in our galaxy. <laughs> no, I would not be worried about Danny Rose. I mean, if Danny Rose, I, I think the ultimate sign of Danny Rose coming back is that he will be, he will appear on the bench. Okay, I, I think you're probably right. Uh, that's a Friday game too. I don't know if we mentioned that already, but that is the uh, uh, we mentioned. I think briefly at the last week's podcast, but yeah, I mean it's. Brandon, I'm a, I'm a working Joe, just like you. I will be at work at 3 o'clock on Friday this game week. Dave, mm-hmm. I think you, you work as well, you yeah. know, when, when you can. <laughs> Cobble together some sort of career yeah. from what yeah. I gather. Yep, yeah, I, I got the third screen, you know, NBC sports app. 
Yeah, yeah. How private is your workspace, Dave, that you're able to watch these games to your to your own content? It's pretty good, and I honestly don't really care. Um, It's it's not really a big deal. Yeah, Dave is the man. Brandon's in a true open office plan, so it's a little little trickier for him. I have a whole system in which my my uh, mobile phone, my iPhone, is in front of my keyboard. There is a piece of paper under my keyboard, but covering the phone. And I'm listening to it, and if I hear something exciting's happening, I lift up the piece of paper to to peer at the screen. <laughs> so just, my life so is sad. a sad existence. <laughs> so you're you're directing your own goal rush, is what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. It's the goal rush of my mind. <laughs> uh, I I can typically oh, actually on that on that note, um, we're a bit off the FPL track, but I had to mention this. We talk about Talk Sport Live often on this podcast, but I was listening to the Liverpool Watford match today on Talksport Live where they are like famously rude to the players if they're not having a good game and they decided to start commenting on Roberto Firmino's teeth and one of the uh, commentators said Roberto Firmino's teeth are so white that when the floodlights are on and his mouth is open you can't see any of the action on the field and I was just like <laughs> blown away <laughs> Oh, he how must have awful. thought that beforehand. No well, one, no yeah, one says that spontaneously. Written material right there, for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's written material. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, yeah, watching sports in the office, you learn a great many things about yourself and other people too. Uh, okay, captains. I think we we know where we're going here. Someone in Arsenal, more, most likely. Uh, I think I think Czech is an interesting shout, actually. Uh, and one I hadn't really thought about before, but uh, kind of well. Look at how well people sense. David De- how well people did with David De Gea in, in thirty four, right? Absolutely. I mean, Brandon. I mean, you you have to seriously think about Czech. I think as a captain option this game week. I I do, and I will. <laughs> Good. I I honestly do think seriously about it. I, if I'm looking at Mesut Ozil or Alexis Sanchez, given recent form, and and the prospects of a clean sheet, Peter Czech is is like. Almost odds-on favorite there. Um, yeah, so, okay, captains... What does the stats? model say, Dave? <laughs> uh, I, the model says if you captain a goalie, it's it's very boring. <laughs> yes, I like your model. Your model is a real sports fan. Uh, and, yeah, in terms of transfers, I'm the only one making a transfer this week. I like the look of my defense this game week, and I am probably going to make a midfield transfer... And I, I really don't know what to do yet. I'm I'm kind of up in the air. I might. <sighs> You've been talking about getting rid of uh, James Milner for the last month. <laughs> you still have Milner? Well, it's complicated. Okay, <laughs> I, I've been meaning to. Dro- I, I've tried to drop him for weeks now, and for various reasons, I wasn't able to. He hasn't. He hasn't been starting the lineup every week. You know, mind you. Uh, <laughs> so I might. I might drop Milner and Zaha this game week, and and try to set myself up for for the doubles game week thirty seven. I, I really don't know. Maybe Nathan Redmond. Uh, maybe I just quit playing FPL altogether. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, everything's on the table. Oh man, I, I I can't imagine like not having a wild card right now. Seriously, uh, it's it's yeah, that's sad. It's kind of like everyone else is going shopping and you've been left behind. Well, the one thing I want to remind you guys is the AC Showstoppers playoff start uh, in game week thirty six. Uh, Brandon will not be in there because he didn't make the cut, uh, but I will be, <laughs> and uh, I'm excited to uh, to see who my matchup will be, and uh, we'll update you guys in the podcast next week. 
Yeah, Dave, did you make the the playoffs in the ACC shows there? Are you or are you a sad person like me? No, I'm 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 in both. I have my wild card and I'm looking forward to the playoffs. So I'm you know like my Boston sports teams, Patriots, Celtics. I'm very rich right now. Very rich. Very rich. Oh, Dave, you, you spent the your whole, best life. You spent the whole podcast building up all this goodwill, and then you're like, I'm a Patriots fan, and everyone was like, mm, I'll pass on Dave. <laughs> and we found out about this third screen. I mean, three screens. My goodness, Brandon. Brandon has to work off one of these little Chrome books. You know, it's it's only a couple inches off the ground. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So I feel like we haven't really stressed enough. It, like the the best advice for people on their wild. Any last pieces of wisdom for people playing their wild card right now? Can can you can you pick Dave the under the radar fifth midfielder? For your wild card, uh, I mean, I'm going to keep King. Yeah, I mean, I think it's that's an ob- that's not under the radar, but I mean, Ward Prowse. Uh, another one that's looking at was Albrighton, four point nine. Um, he's he's yeah, he gets points sometimes. Uh, so. Albrighton, if, if I burn four this game week, I might bring in Albrighton as one of my two players. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. I think, um, I mean, he's delivering a lot of service. Now that they uh, they they snaked snaked out uh, their their old manager, Albrighton is playing again. Snaked so, out? I've never heard that. They snaked him out. They're all snakes, so therefore they are that thing. So I'll turn that thing into a verb. I like that. I feel like that is that is that is weirdly like the. Um, the the crux of your wildcard team, particularly playing your bench boost in 37, is how strong is your fifth midfielder? Yeah, I mean, is okay, not to like restart the whole podcast here, but is Albrighton the best fifth mid for game week 37? Is there is there a better double game week, a better cheap double game week midfielder than Mark Albrighton? The only other guy I think you might be able to make a case for is Etienne Capoue from Watford. He's got a double. It's not a strong double. I think both of those matches are away from home. Yeah, Everton and Chelsea. But he's still, I don't know, he's still an active midfielder who will yeah. play both both games, presumably. I mean, we're, we're pros, I think, too. I mean, you know, pretty, you know, five million, pretty cheap. Yeah, so there's your grab bag. I mean, the only other one might be Chadley. Is he still on penalties? Maybe, but I mean, West Brom—they can't even get you know in the box. So who cares? But yeah, I mean, I mean, Matic is four point eight million. That guy is was was playing really aggressively in the Everton match. He's really trying to trying to trying to create some stuff. I mean, I don't know if you really want to have Matic. I mean, he got his first assist in I think like twenty games or something like that. Uh, he I mean, had the, yeah, I, I do like the, the Matic. I, I do like the Matic pick as a fifth mid, midfielder, though. If you're, if you already don't have three Chelsea players, like you would, you would go Chelsea D, Hazard, and Costa. I think ideally, and uh, but if you don't already have three, then Matic might be a good shot for a bench boost. Well, it's complicated, isn't it? It's so complicated, <laughs> and uh, I guess we'll meet meet back here next week. Yeah, discuss, I, to uh, see if we see if our hair has grown out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all for having me on. I appreciate it. And, yeah, uh, it's been fun. Dave, thanks for being on. All Good right. luck in the playoffs, Dave. Best and, of luck to you guys too. 
And thanks for supporting the podcast, Dave. We we really appreciate it. Yeah, and thank you, thank you to everyone who supports the podcast. Uh, once again, you can go to you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating to support the podcast. And uh, yeah, we really appreciate everyone who does it. And as we mentioned before, we're gonna have at least one more uh, one more pod exclusive interview. Uh, also uh, thank you to Lewis Davey. Uh, Chris Allison and Jeff McCow, who have all uh, pledged in the last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, thanks, guys, for, for the pledge. It's uh, very much appreciated. And if you're listening to Always Cheating and like what you hear, you should subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, where you can rate us and leave a review. Find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Acast, TuneIn, Pocket Cast, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, follow us. Dave, you follow us on Twitter. Oh, absolutely. You're my Do you favorite. know what our Twitter handle is? Uh, Hail Cheaters. Yes. And what's and what's Facebook, what's your Twitter handle, Dave? Uh, D Wagner W D W E I G N E R. Got it. Mostly Dave, about you, Patriots and Celtics. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so if you live if you live in the Acela corridor, guys, check it out. <laughs> Find Dave in your nearest quiet car. Also, <laughs> Facebook. Very American. This is this might be one of our most American podcasts in a while. I mean, even a seller reference. We in our Americanness, but yeah, this this time it was, it was just yeah. balls out. All right, guys. Facebook.com slash always cheating. Email at hailcheaters at gmail.com. Support the podcast, as Josh said. Patreon.com slash always cheating. Dave, this is the point on the podcast where we throw out our favorite hashtag. Oh, hashtag uh, Mobokani forever. Yes. Poku forever. Poku <laughs> scored. Poku scored over the weekend. Oh, he did. Thanks, Steven oh. Schaller, for that shout-out. I'm so happy to hear that. Praise Poku. Uh, and, uh, yeah, free Mbakani. See you next See you next week, guys. <laughs> See you, everyone. Thanks, Dave. Dave forever. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.